Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. Simon Tierney joins us once again to talk about an invention that uh, comes from the country that's uh, destroying the planet single-handedly while not doing anything about it, that being China. Simon, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. You won't meet so many wheelbarrows at <laughs> COP26 this afternoon, will Maybe you? Maybe you should. Although, do you know what? They are very, uh, very sustainable mm. uh, things for getting stuff around the place. Um, the Yeah, as you say, it's all China really with this. Uh, Sean, the the uh, the wheelbarrow is something that I grew up with. I was surrounded by them uh, when I was a kid. My grandfather had a farm. My mother was a gardener. Um, do you wheelbarrow? Don't have a wheelbarrow, no. But no particular need for a wheelbarrow yeah. in my life. Sure. You know. yeah. yeah. But how do you get things from the car to the house? I usually I mean like shopping bags carry them I just put the children in the, in the wheelbarrow and bring them up to the house it's not that far but you how know. do you move your shrubs and your bricks and your mortar and your gravel around the place I, I don't move any of those things I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just blanked out there I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay uh, yeah, my garden would be, wouldn't be that big uh, no, I'd probably put the no. entire contents of the garden in a wheelbarrow <laughs> to be honest yeah so when I was growing up with them I was always fascinated with them but uh, researching this was interesting because normally what happens with an invention like the wheelbarrow um, is that you know because it's it's something it's such a simple invention in many ways is that uh, it could be invented by different groups of people in different parts of the world at similar times mm. um, and that's happened with a lot of important objects that we've discussed on this series over the years but um it's really the chinese that invented it and their wheelbarrow is so different to the wheelbarrow that we use in europe and it's extraordinary that that all the different designs around the world haven't sort of that people haven't agreed that okay this is the best wheelbarrow design there's still a lot of diversity in wheelbarrow design yes especially the wheel size it it absolutely and the wheel position most importantly and the chinese when they invented it in the early part of the first millennium ad um it was the Shuhan dynasty who were in mortal combat with the Kaiwei dynasty. Um, this was when the, the, the three families were vying for supremacy of, of China. And um, a man by the name of Zhuge Liang, it's documented that, that he was the inventor, he wanted to come up with a vehicle that could help to bring supplies to the front lines that was efficient, that didn't require the use of an animal mm. um, because that was expensive, you have to feed an animal, etc. Um, and he came up with this design, um, Sean, and as you say, it, it's very different to the European one because, crucially, the wheel is enormous um, it, so that, you know, it covers distance more effectively. Um, like a tractor's wheels are very large, it's less likely to get caught in mud or what have you. Um, but crucially, the wheel is in the centre of the vehicle. Now, any listeners who are familiar with the European model that we use here in Ireland is that the wheel is at the very front. So, mm. what is the maths of this? The maths is that if you are carrying 100 kilograms in a European wheelbarrow 
and you lift up the one, the non-wheeled end, you as the user are carrying about 50% of that weight. With a Chinese wheelbarrow, the large wheel is in the centre of the vehicle. So you're not lifting anything. So it's carrying 100% of the burden. Mm. It makes so much more sense in many ways um, that that it would be designed like that. Yeah, but looking at it there, is there a trade-off between how much stuff you can carry when the wheel's in the centre of the wheelbarrow? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's just to kind of illustrate it for the listeners, the way it works is that this enormous wheel is, is literally coming up through the centre of the chassis and right up above. It almost looks like a, a mill or something like mm. that. So the objects, the load is carried pannier fashion on the sides. If you can imagine the panniers of a bicycle, it's very, very similar to that. Now, in terms of the driving experience, I've never driven a Chinese wheelbarrow, but from what I understand is that because it's carrying all the weight and the wheel is in the centre of the vehicle, it's very unwieldy. It's hard to control. Mm. Okay, It's like if you had um, a football and you had a plank of wood on top of it and you're trying to balance things on top. It's You can imagine how precarious that is. Whereas with a European wheelbarrow, you have... Um, you you really have a control of of the vehicle um, and you can move it in the direction that you want. Saying that, the Chinese still design their wheelbarrows in this way. Now, the reason for that, Sean, is because generally in a European context, we're not using wheelbarrows to travel large distances. Yeah. Um, we're going from the van to the site. We're going from the the you know the the garden plot to to wherever to pick up your things whereas in china particularly in the 18th and 19th centuries you could be traveling large distances carrying um the burden of that wheelbarrow yeah now did they, and was this such a revolutionary invention at the time that they tried to keep it secret yeah um you're absolutely right it's extraordinary the Uh, Liang's invention in the 3rd century AD it was kept secret they used code to talk about it so one document says Ko Yu that was Liang, built a wooden goat and rode away into the mountains on it wooden goat was what a wheelbarrow was called for a long time Hmm. in China this was because of the threat of the Shu Han dynasty taking the idea for it because it was proving so successful uh, in in terms of bringing supplies to the front line uh, and that kind of thing. Now, I have to tell you about my favourite aspect of this whole story, the Chinese story of the wheelbarrow, Sean, is I found reference to a travelogue from the 18th century by a Dutch traveller, a Dutch writer who had been visiting Shandong province in the 1790s. And he came across a site. Now, the, the European wheelbarrow was well established at this stage. The wheelbarrow right. came okay. to Europe in sort of the thir- 12th, 13th centuries, much, much later than, than China. But we all, like the Dutch would have known what a wheelbarrow was and all the rest. But when he was there, he saw an extraordinary sight. And I'll read what he says. He says, Judge of my surprise when today I saw a whole fleet of wheelbarrows of the same size. I say with deliberation, a fleet, for each of them had a sail mounted on a small mast exactly fixed in a socket arranged at the forward end of the barrow. Hmm. What is going on here? As soon as I saw this, I Google imaged it immediately and it was proved correct is that 
particularly during the 18th and 19th century, and sometimes you still see it in rural parts of China today, is that wheelbarrows will be kitted out with a sail. Huh. I, I suppose it's because you were saying you're going a much further distance, so that's where you need the help. Exactly, yeah. And unlike the European wheelbarrow, which you are pushing or dragging um, half of the load, the Chinese wheelbarrow is balancing precariously on that wheel in the middle. And the sail is is offering this auxiliary um, reusable energy source hmm. um, to push the load along. It's just incredibly... Um, incredible piece of technology that never reached uh, these shores, sadly. Yeah, I wonder, though, how big... The, uh, you have to be able to see where you're going, so the sail can't be that big. Yeah. If so, you're not peeking over it. Yeah, so uh, in the images that I saw, the sails are about six foot high and four foot wide. So they're big sails. Mm. But the Chinese wheelbarrows, they are much larger than... European wheelbarrows and that is perhaps because as you mentioned a moment ago that the you know it's, it's designed in, in pannier fashion mm. so you need to make them bigger if you're actually going to get any load onto them I mean I've seen photographs of these sail sailing wheelbarrows with like a whole family attached to them huh. um, and the sort of the man of the house pushing it along Um but uh, they would have been used particularly by people going to market, traveling from farms into urban areas to carry produce, um, as I say, carry families, furniture. Anyone who's been to Southeast Asia, um, even nowadays, will know that literally everything goes on vehicles. You know, if you go to Vietnam or Laos or anywhere like that, like the whole family will be on a single scooter with all the shopping <laughs> and a bit of furniture as well. So there's a long history in um, in Asia of carrying a lot of things on very basic vehicles. So, so essentially then, uh, it's completely fair to say that, that that the rest of the world stole the wheelbarrow from the Chinese. Uh, and w- w- is it known when yeah. that first happened or and was there a long time before that happened? Yeah, so I mean this is part of, you know, the 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 Europeans brought the wheelbarrow to to this part of the world in the 13th century. That's the first documentary evidence that we have mm. it uh, have of it of a medieval manuscript. It talks about wheelbarrows. Um it's not clear why the Europeans decided to put the wheel at the front of the vehicle rather than the middle of the vehicle. Um mm. perhaps because we weren't traveling, we didn't need it to to travel such far distances. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, tell us about the, the, the Studebaker, mm. who people would, uh, that's a sort of car, isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, is it the same guy? It's the same guy, yeah. John Studebaker, um, as you say, Sean, classic cars, uh, the Studebaker brand uh, from the late 19th century, right up until I think 1968 it went defunct. But you see them in a lot of movies. Um, John Studebaker, he, like many, many young men in the 1850s, decided to travel to the frontier for the California gold rush. And when he got there, there was, of course, thousands and thousands of other prospectors looking to make their fortune. Of course, most of them left empty handed. But what he realised was that there was a niche in the market, was that all these men, all these prospectors, they needed something to put their the the uh the not necessarily the gold because most of them didn't <laughs> have it but the 
all this the, stuff, the earth their and the equipment. stuff and their equipment into it and he decided to start building wheelbarrows and he was the first in America to do it and he started selling them for $10 a pop in 1853 which was a lot of money at that time as you can imagine and they were so successful that he became known as Wheelbarrow Johnny and it was a number of decades later that he developed his wheelbarrow business into the most successful horse carriage and wagon business in America and in I think 1904 he built a fleet of electric vehicles Um, we've discussed on this lot before how electric vehicles at the turn of the 19th and 20th centuries were really taking off much uh, further ahead and more advanced than combustion petrol diesel engines and it's just unfortunate that the technology wasn't as advanced enough at that time for electric to win out over combustion but here we are 100 years later and um, he started building these Studebaker cars, which became a, a, a huge household uh, name and um, a massive, iconic car company. And it all started with the humble wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. And the funny thing about that wheelbarrow, now the wheel is a bit bigger, uh, but because it's got no size on it, it's flat and there's an angle bit at the, at the bottom of it. It's a bit like a wheelbarrow that you might see on the bog. Yes, that indeed. That you start in, it. in the Irish Midlands. Yeah, yeah. and they're a whore to balance. And there's nothing more frustrating for someone who's very carefully put all this turf uh, <laughs> on one of those wheelbarrows for some teenage idiot like me to try and pick it up and then tip the whole thing over into a bog hole. Simon, thanks a million as ever. Simon Tierney, there you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief on News Talk.